Hello, everybody, and indeed, welcome to another edition of the Chicago Tony V Show. Welcome to episode 234 for Wednesday, hump day, February 2nd, 2022. There we go. The beginning of our show is underway. That's always a good sign. Uh, the big news of the day today, of course, is the storm. Everybody get ready for the storm. You know, that's going to be the big news of the day. Good morning, Tank. Good morning, Georgie girl. People are taking their places, filling up. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm honestly, today's the day when I'm, I am kind of concerned about you guys, right? Everybody, this, this storm deal, it seems like the real deal. Tank, you guys are going to get it in Chicago really bad, right? I was looking at the uh, the radar. Jesus, it, I mean, it looks like the skies are going to open up all day and all night, practically. I'm still kind of not used to this idea that uh, we can uh, predict so many days in advance. My, uh, my neighbors and friends have been saying for days and days, oh, it's going to be bad weather on Thursday. It looks to me like it's a day early. Today's Wednesday, right? I'm never entirely sure. Let's see. Uh, let's see what some. Let's see what intel is coming through the comment section here. Let's see. Tank says two to three inches up north, six to thirteen south of Stevenson. Holy camoly. The uh, the beautiful, the smart, the talented, the elusive Robo Kitty is in the house. Good morning, Robo Kitty. Salty's here. Lady Letter Carrier. Lady says Springfield is going to get it worse. Mm. It's going to be a rough day, huh? I like Lady Letter Carrier's efficiency. One of the one of the things that all the pepperonis have to do right in, in each morning is basically say good morning to everybody, and. Uh, which is kind of fun and very, very nice and sweet. The pepperonis are polite. Lady Letter Carrier has a, really the most efficient post. She just says, hi, everyone who came in. <laughs> I like that lady. Well done. Very nice. So am I prepared for this storm? No, I mean, first of all, as documented now over several shows, I do not have my, uh, my home car, right? It's in the shop. I blew the uh, I blew the engine of the Prius. Now, I told you guys yesterday I was supposed to have it. Wait a minute. Shit, was I supposed to have it Monday, Tuesday? I don't know. Well, it turns out they can't get a part. They can't get a part for it. So. I'm actually kind of hosed. I, I, uh, they called me to the place. They wanted to switch out my, uh, I went from a rental car to a loaner. And so I went to, it's like fine by me if I'm not paying now. Plus the rental car was a hunk of junk. Some sort of Hyundai. It was this little bucket of bolts Hyundai. Not, not my cup of tea. So I went to the Toyota dealership and they hooked me up with, uh, some, Big, gigantic. You wouldn't call it an SUV. There's a, what's the term? What's the term uh, for a car when you're, 
you're you're carting around like a whole baseball team and uh, it, it's just this big gigantic it's some Toyota it's brand new <clears throat> thanks Robo dare hopefully this is better fucking Bronco um, let's see yeah lady says wait if it's a new engine, aren't all the parts already in it? I would have thought so. I'm not a car guy. I don't get it. I said to the guy, I said, what's what's the holdup? Minivan, that's it, oh, to none. Minivan. I says to my guy, what's the holdup? And uh, he says, we're waiting on a uh, catalytic converter. Catalytic converter. I said, okay, how long is that going to take? He says, they're so backed up, they won't even give us a date. He said, but at least three weeks, at least three weeks. And uh, so I don't know why the guy told me last weekend that my car was going to be ready like Monday or Tuesday. I don't know why. Tank's music homework today is Bon Jovi living on a prayer. Which is tremendous. That is an all-time great. Is there a better Bon Jovi song than that? Waiting on the blinker fluid says Salty. Yeah. Anyway, so I got this minivan now. So... I'll be driving that beast in this winter storm. Lord knows. I already, so driving it home from the dealership yesterday, I definitely like the way it handles better than, uh, you know, that little Hyundai thing or whatever it was. So there's that. We'll see how it does in snow. You know, I got a big trip coming in a few weeks. It's, it's like if, if my Prius isn't even going to be ready by then. Are they going to... Be cool with me uh, driving cross country in their loaner car, their brand new, whatever it is, Toyota Sienna maybe? Why do why does my brain want to call it a Sienna? I'm not entirely sure. Anyway, these are first world problems, aren't they? Wait, Salty's now on the, on the coffee steak thing? <laughs> are you having your coffee steak maker installed for the camping trip? I'll tell you what. I do think that, uh, you know what, is everyone with me? Fuck this song. It's too, it's too big. It's too crazy. It's in my ears. It must be in your ears too. Okay. Sorry about that. All right. Listen, uh, when I do my coffee stick video, I think what I'll do, I think I'm going to do it from the Bamalance, something like that. And, uh, we'll have a good old time. I visited uh, the driver's seat of the Bambalance yesterday. She she gets cold in the winter. And, uh, you know, on days that are warm enough, I like to start it up. Yesterday was a weird day. It, was, it got into the 50s here in February. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'll take it. But uh, that was quite a challenge. 
But she started right up. She's a good girl. She's strong. She's strong. Tank's got to leave a little early today. All right, buddy. We get it. We get it. Everyone's leaving early because of the weather. It's such a weird concept to, uh, to me that people still go to jobs. I think that's great. I'm so jealous of you guys. Now I totally realize I could go to a job too. I could go to Studio A. I never do. It's over. Tank vows not to watch my steak uh, Mr. Coffee video. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Tank, that's funny. Let's see what else is funny. It seems like... Uh, you know, uh, today, this morning was kind of weird because I was... Um, I was way too prepared for the show. Like I, you know, as you would guess, I have this routine that I go through. And uh, for some reason, I, I was, I got everything ready so quickly that I didn't know what to do with myself, which actually is off-putting, you know? It's off-putting. It's like, uh, I don't feel quite right. I'm too prepared. Anyway, so the question is, what do I have prepared? I, I have a little bit of... Uh, some today I learned stuff. Let's see what I learned today. Let's see if we got. Okay, today I learned there are no more than 12 Kmart stores remaining in the U.S. At its peak in 1994, there were 2,323 stores in the U.S. and 2,486 globally. Until 1990, when it was surpassed by Walmart, it was the second largest retailer in the U.S. after Sears. Kmart. I can remember being a kid, and I, I'm ashamed to say this. There was a time in my life where I, I would have been embarrassed to uh, go into a Kmart for some reason. I was, I was still, I was trying to figure out how you make your way in this world, and uh, I hadn't figured out yet that uh, who gives a shit what anyone else thinks and whatever. I mean, so you guys know me. I'll go to the, I go to everywhere cheap now go to the Aldi, I go to other cheap places that I can't think of. But isn't that weird? They So they're it, it, down to 12 from almost 2,500. What's the point? I mean, shouldn't they just be folding it up? What's keeping those 12 open? Here's a good one from Tank. He says, hey, I miss Venture and Zare. Yes. My God. You know, there's this... Um, that, yeah, there's there's it's a bloodbath. Retail is a bloodbath, and it has been for a while. <laughs> Lady's brother used to work at Zare. Zare's, huh? But isn't it weird? Like, even uh, freaking... Uh, well, Sears. Are there any Sears stores anymore? I thought someone said it on the show within within the last couple weeks, like the the last Sears store maybe in Illinois was closing or something like that. That's freaking. It's weird. It's a changing of the guard. Changing of the guard. Georgie the stunning redhead says the last time I went into a Kmart they had a Halloween display that pissed me and Danny off. Something fierce. It was. 
not a good day. That's weird. Jesus. How can you have a Halloween display that pisses you off? What was, uh, Witch Hazel blowing the head Headless Horseman? What the hell was this display? I need more details. <clears throat> they closed the last year's in Schomburg at Woodfield. Good spelling tank. Oh, oh, oh. Oh my god, let's talk about this comment for the rest of the show. Salty says, Tony is getting thinner. His shirts are getting big. <laughs> Do you guys know a more yo-yo bodied person than me? I don't know what the hell's going on. I mean, I did talk yesterday about I had fasted, right? So I guess it would make sense that I'd lose a couple of LBs. But yesterday, let me tell you, I I ate very well. Okay, we are 13 minutes in. That's the first cough of the show. So that's good. That's good. Salty, thank you for saying that. That's going to... Uh, <clears throat> That's going to really just carry me throughout the day. It's going to be the winds beneath my wings, hearing that I'm shedding some LBs. Robo Kitty, getting back to Georgie's Kmart uh, Halloween display, Robo says, maybe this display said we hate redheads. That's a possibility. It's a possibility. You know... Salty, Salty says uh, that I might have to get new hats soon. That is the weird thing that I never would have guessed. When you lose weight, your hat size shrinks. Which is, you know. <laughs> Georgia, you were afraid I was going to I was going to have to get new Dobbs of New York. <clears throat> Let's see, Tank got his snowblower fixed. That's really good. Good deal. Let's see what else is maybe banging around in the Today I Learned. Did I learn something else? Let's see. Today I Learned the uniformed bugle player at veteran funerals is often simply playing a recording of taps from the bugle. I don't know if you guys can see in that little, little picture there, but is that some sort of like speaker? That's just playing a recording of the... This was stunning to me. I could not believe this, if this is true. If anyone would know, I figure Tank might know, right? With his background. Tank, is this true? Are they going to funerals and, and there's a trumpet player pretending to play taps? But it's just... Uh, they've got some sort of little speaker in there that's just playing a recording. This was stunning to me. Now, the part that makes sense is, you know, this idea of how many trumpet players are available, you know, it did seem weird to me that they would have, uh, sorry, bugle players, so many buglers around, you know, Tank says, uh, taps actually started in the civil war, two brothers, one North, one South. Oh, that's pretty cool. Did not know that. Yeah, 
I corrected myself, Georgie. It's a bugle, not a trumpet. This is true. Um, Tank, did you know this? That that supposedly maybe the uh, many of these players are just playing a recording. Check it out. The brother from the south died, and the brother from the north found him and wanted to do something for him. Salty says, weren't the bugles first used for communication? Maybe. I'm over here. You know, send me a stretcher. They're also a delicious snack chip, by the way. Bugles. Who the fuck ever thought of thought of that? What are they even made of? Probably corn-based, right? <clears throat> Anyway, I thought that was weird. You know, I never would have guessed that uh, the bugle players were fake. Let's see what else I learned. What else is going on? Today I learned Henry VIII traveled with a locksmith and changed the locks on his rooms when he visited other estates. This, I mean, what a baller. What a baller. I saw a thing once on Henry VIII, um, it said that when that guy traveled around and would stay with his, uh, you know, wealthy subjects, like like his co-conspirators, right, who had to have these gigantic palatial mansions, right, just, just in case Hen- Henry VIII came to visit. Um, this, this thing claimed Henry VIII brought 1,000 servants with him. When he traveled, one thousand. Can you imagine what a dick move that is? You know, someone invites you over for Thanksgiving dinner. I'm here, and uh, hey, where can I put up my staff? I mean, Jesus Christ! If you were the friend of Henry VIII, you had to you had to build barracks, and this is this is literally true. Like these these super connected people who were really, you know, sucking from the teat of Henry VIII, which you've, if you've seen him, he looked rather heavy. So I think he had them. Um, um, you had to build these, you had to, in case he wanted to stop by, you had to build facilities because he would travel with these freaking thousand servants. And, and they'd, they'd, they'd bring, uh, you know, 800 dead pheasants with them and a freaking nine hogs I mean this dude was a baller so when I read this actually I'm not surprised at all but it's just another interesting insight into what a baller that guy was can you imagine going to visit someone else and uh, uh, you bring your own locksmith holy hell holy hell Got a corn nuts comment. Very nice. It's a good callback. Lady says, when you're king, you can do anything. It's good to be the king. I'm sure it's good to be the king. I've heard it said, and I actually... I actually uh, believe this. 
Well, that's what it was, huh? Bugles, Ode to Nun says, uh, bugles were used by the cavalry to issue battle orders. That makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. So there had to be a little song for, you know, charge. There had to be a little song for pull out your bayonets. There had to be a little song for let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> there, there had to be a little song for uh, every man for himself. We are fucked. Yeah, I never thought about that. So I'm sure back in the day, bugle players were very sought after. This is this is interesting. Very, very interesting. Okay, we are we are 21 minutes in. That's the second cough of the show that I recall. I might have coughed more than that, but I only recall coughing two times. This is progress, people. This is progress. Let's see if I have any more today I learned. Turns out I do. Let's see what it is. Today I learned George Miller had his wife Margaret Sixel edit Mad Max Fury Road. Miller said that she had never cut an action movie before. And he said uh, it was if it was edited by the usual kind of guys, it would look like every other action movie we see. She went on to win an Oscar for her editing work on the film. Whoever posted that in, in the subreddit today, I learned, had, has a couple of grammatical challenges. But I just loved this little factoid. I loved this little factoid. Um, that's one of my favorite movies. I think it is, is stunningly good. It is riveting. It's the bed, best Mad Max movie, I think, and that's saying something. Um, and to read that, so, uh, he, he had someone who had never edited a, an action movie before. I think that's brilliant. And it also made me think like, shit, how hard is, is it to edit a movie? Maybe it's not all that hard, you know? It's just, uh, it's pretty crazy. Pretty, pretty crazy. Did you guys see that movie and did everyone enjoy it? I thought it was tremendous. Lady Letter Carrier uh, saw that movie. I think the opening, the opening scene where he's where uh, Immortan Joe pours the you know gives his starving minions a little bit of water out of his aqueduct or whatever. Quite a scene, quite a scene. There's another guy that that was basically a baller. Evil as shit, probably just like Henry VIII was. Oh, you saw that today, I learned. I see. My bad. Georgie says she saw that movie, but she doesn't understand why it was as big as it was. You know what, Georgie? I think it's because... Um, you have such a big, you're such a kind soul. All right. You walk around not understanding why, you know, that, 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 that there are certain types of people that just want to dominate other people. So you probably watch a movie like that and you don't get it. Whereas some people, 
that's all they see are people just trying to take your shit <laughs> and take power and all that stuff. So that sort of movie maybe maybe makes uh, more sense. I don't know. Maybe it's me. But uh, I thought it was a tremendous movie. You know, speaking of movies, that, that really kind of reminds me of... Uh, that puts me in the mood of just movies in general. And um, it reminds me of our, our good friend, Yak Horseman. We all know Yak Horseman. Something about uh, Yak that is faux show. Yak knows movies, people. As always, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. We are back for the second episode of Yak Knows Movies. So, Yak, the way we like to start is let's talk about something that's in the theaters that you think is worth watching. I want to give a little more than um, something in theaters that I think is worth watching. I want to give a warning. Um, I want to give a warning not to go see the new movie by, by Adrian Brody. It's called Clean. Um, this is me telling you, do not go see this movie. This movie is awful. This movie is bad. This is probably the worst movie I've seen in the last five years. And I've seen a lot of bad movies. Go see Spider-Man. I, I, I'm saying that from the bottom of my heart. Go, sorry. go and see Spider-Man. It's worth your money. Don't go now, see Clean with Adrian Brody. Yak, let's get into why is it so bad. Bad in what way? The movie is a... It's a part of a new genre I've called the Diet John Wick movies genre. <laughs> it's it's all about this guy who's really quiet, and at the end he sort of shoots some people. Except um, I don't really care at all. There's like five minutes of actually good stuff in this movie, and the other hour and like 30 minutes is boring monotonous. Adrian Brody doing his pianist thing. I guess he's never been able to live down that Oscar where he's just moping around. Sort of just like watching, you know, not doing really anything. But I don't know what happened. I mean you could have made a you could have made a, a blatant John Wick knockoff and it would have been it would have been mediocre at best. But they decided to go worse and make this quiet movie. And it's just huh. it's just putrid. It's awful. Yeah. Well, Yak, I hadn't considered that. That's really an interesting pick. I, I had not considered the 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 value and utility of you warning us not to go see a movie that's horrible. That I think that's tremendous because there's no worse feeling, right, at the movies than going to something where you just feel ripped off. It's like, oh, I'll never get that couple hours back. That's really well done. Really well done. Um, I'm going to segue now into. Um, Actually, uh, rentals, we, we like to talk about, uh, we, last time we picked a couple rentals. Um, my pick for this week, if someone is at home, you don't necessarily want to go to the theaters, but you, you want to watch a quality movie, have some good couch time. 
Uh, I've got to go with Blade Runner and specifically direct, uh, the final cut. Final cut. Uh, it's to my understanding that's the only version of Blade Runner where Ridley Scott had absolute artistic control throughout. Um, this is this was an early '80s movie, 1982, I believe it was made. And uh, one of the things I love about this movie is actually the soundtrack, the and the the ambiance, the mood that is created in this movie. If you if you're a fan of like '80s synthesizers, there is no better movie than Blade Runner. Um, and also the topic is just super compelling. You know, it's, um, it's should, should humans be playing God, you know, with, with machines. And, and it, of course that movie is very apropos these days. So that's my pick. Yak Horseman, what is your pick this week? I just want to say that that's a great choice. I, I would highly recommend Blade Runner. It's very good. Um, but my choice this week, I have to say is this quiet movie from 1979 it's called the warriors it's a classic it's very much a cult film um it's this very quiet kind of weird very niche movie and it's it it's for for how long it is it's only an hour half in some change it's a very it's a joy ride it's very fun and i highly recommend it i, I mean i can't say anything that's like that hasn't already been said so i think it's just going going completely blind the best way you should do on any movie and just um yeah i highly recommend it so uh what's something coming in the theaters yak that uh you're kind of excited about um if you've watched the show before you know i'm a little bit of you know i like playing video games you know from time to time um maybe like once or twice every few weeks um so i mean i'm a sucker for you know anything that looks like it could be good or even if it looks bad and I'm just trying to cope. But um, the movie Uncharted, which is based on the games, is coming out in about two weeks now. Another event in February, we can call February movies this month. So it's coming out this month. Um, it has Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland in it. And oh no, I'm always hopeful for these things that they're going to do well because why would I want anything to fail? <laughs> so I, I, say, I say keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. But wait for the, you know, the RogerEbert.com review to come out. Um, Got it. But yeah, I'm I'm a little excited. Marky Mark is always a good bet, and so are you, Yak Horseman. It's a pleasure again. Thank you very much. Everyone have a tremendous uh, movie watching weekend. Yak, we will see you next time. Have a good one. Wasn't that fun, people? Good old Yak Horseman. Uh, we're so excited to see Plummer in the house during that uh, little video vignette. Plummer, uh, Plummer uh, checked in to say hello. We're just super pleased to see him. Plummer, I've been wondering how you doing. How you doing? Plummer Plummer told me, uh, he says, I'm doing good, Tony. Hanging in there. Ready for springtime. I want to open the pool and mow my grass. There you go. Salty, very good uh, uh, powers of detection, Salty. He says Vincenzo gets listed in the credits. Yeah, the Deerslayer uh, did a little bit of work on that video yesterday. I recorded, I don't know if you guys noticed. I mean, so Yak and I recorded that right, right after yesterday's show. And uh, 
I had too much other stuff going going on on my to-do list. I've been getting into to-do lists uh, lately. I had so much stuff. Uh, the Deer Slayer had to help me out. Yep. Uh, I thought it was very interesting that Yak, you know, on his on his first movie that's in the theaters, he was like, I want to tell you one not to see. He's like, you've been warned. And then let me see if I can find it. I think here's Robo's comment. Yeah, so Yak is saying, please, for the love of God, don't go see this movie. And Robocat says, I fucking love Adrian Brody. Now that I know there's a movie with him, I will go see it. <laughs> so... I guess, you know, you will have to let us know, dear, how you liked it. And you can't say Yak didn't try to warn you. Of course, who knows? Maybe you'll love it. Maybe you'll love it. I don't know. But uh, the other thing I noticed, now that we've done a couple of these vignettes, I've noticed that uh, on the movie rental part, the little segment where we each suggest a good rental, I'm doing... I'm suggesting ones that probably everyone has seen. Like, who hasn't seen Blade Runner? I think Yak's coming at it, you know, from an angle that makes a little bit more sense. Um, you know, he's doing obscure stuff. So, I don't know. Plumber says, uh, let's see. Everyone has said Spider-Man was the shit. I actually went to see Spider-Man couple weeks ago which is not like me i must have really wanted to go to the movies uh and i will say for that kind of movie i i felt like spider-man was uh a good call good call ten dollar popcorn and eight dollar soda that's that's how they do it that's how they do it i i still for the life of me can't figure out how movies how movie theaters are gonna survive i mean most of the time you go in there there's no one there hardly You know, here here's the thing. Off the top of my head, I would love to get your your take on people. All right, so I went to the Costco yesterday. Let's see. So that would have been two on a Tuesday. I went at like let's say two in the afternoon. Is that right? No, no. Well, let's say t uh, let's say ten in the morning, something like that. To the Costco on a Tuesday. This place was so packed. I, I, I couldn't believe it. You could hardly get a parking spot and the whole gigantic freaking thing at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday. Now, I, and, and as a matter of fact, I walked out. I went in to get some uh, memory cards, of all things, for, for uh, my cameras and stuff. They have pretty good deals on memory cards. And uh, I walked out because the lines were so long. They would be, for every checkout place, there would be 20 people waiting that's what i was okay okay see I, I wanted to know why like was there a reason lady says panic buying for snowmageddon that's probably what it is panic buying i also wondered did has anyone put two and two together and maybe figured out that uh the the uh this truck all the truck stoppages are gonna uh Make it harder to get food. Has anyone else figured that out yet? I wondered if that wasn't part of, you know, what's going on. 
but you just never know. Anyway, that panic buying for Snowmageddon, that's got to be it. That's got to be it. I don't watch the news, so I have I have no sense of, uh, you know, how how much they're they're pumping this uh, we're all going to be snowed in story. <clears throat> yeah, Robo says, and afraid that everything will run out and not be restocked. This is this is one of those rare occasions where I got it made. I could hole up here for the next year, probably. That might be pushing it, but I'll, I'll bet I could. I'll bet I've got a year. Uh, Georgie says your movie pick for today needs to be Groundhog Day. Is today Groundhog Day? That is a tremendous movie. Tremendous. Let's see. Plumber says, back in the mid-90s, we used to hang out at the theater. It was the place to go on the weekends. It would be packed full of us teenagers. Not anymore, though. Yeah. Those were the days. All right. How are we doing? Oh, my God. 738. Should we get to a little mailbag? Let's see what's in there. Oh, see, let me do one more Robo Kitty's comment. She says, eventually we're going to feel this down south. Right now, we have everything in New York, almost. But this trucker deal, I bet, will affect us in a few weeks. Yeah, I'm already seeing... I'm already seeing uh, shortages here in Sheboygan, and I have for a while. It's the way it is. Yeah. Okay, I do have some mailbag. You guys want to jump into some mail, see what's up? All right, let's see if I remember how to work this. Okay, hey, Tony V. I'm down to my last $300, and my friend who was letting me stay at his place just kicked me out. I am tired from living on the streets and I need a freaking break. Why does this shit always happen to me? This is from Riverboat Ronnie, St. Louis, Missouri. I hope this, uh, to Christ, this isn't Ron Rivera, the former bear, uh, writing in to me. I hope. Um, Ronnie, Riverboat, Riverboat Ronnie. Uh, okay, here's the deal. Why is this shit happening to you? Okay, let me count the ways. Two. There's two. One is you have a substance abuse problem. Okay? And then the second way of why does this always happen to me is uh, you're wired in a certain way. You have, uh, you, you lost the uh, genetic... Uh, a game of genetic roulette and you're just gonna be kind of one of those people so so let's take it let's take it the first uh, thing which is which is what I suspect riverboat Ronnie that you have a substance abuse problem okay this so this you know this uh, I, I'm living on the streets and people are nothing's working out and people are kicking me out of uh, out of their homes and all this stuff 
you know, that's, uh, that's not normal. And it's, this is, this is the universe giving you feedback. Okay. Now what's good is you're like, I'm tired. I'm sick of this shit. That's good. That's good. Um, but, uh, if you're now, you, so what to do next if this always happens to you, then you know one path. You can just keep taking the one path you've been taking, which is okay. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wing it. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep on, stay on this path. I'll talk some other friend into letting me in, or I'll, I'll go sleep under a bridge for the next, you know, month. Salty says, "Dude is a gambler anyway." Yeah, yeah, I think we're looking at maybe a, an addictive personality type deal. Um, oh, Tank says, instead of writing letters, write a resume and get a job. Now, if this person is maybe a, a substance abuse deal, uh, which I really suspect, then, you know, let's face it, that's going to be difficult. So if Ronnie, if that's what Ronnie's, if this is what's behind, okay, you got to deal with that root of the problem you got to get to the root of the problem and um so that or you can just keep doing what you're doing which is clearly not working and it's going to be a hellish way to go and you know that is the way it is oh tonight says people are kicking you out because you're a leech and produce nothing you see people are learning from tank People are like, if Tank could say this sort of shit, I can say it. If he works, says Tank, he'll have more money for drugs. <laughs> right. You know, now the other thing is maybe Riverboat Ronnie. He might just be wired like a crazy person, in which case that's that's sad. There are some people like that. Some people just do not have the um, the makeup to be anything other than a train wreck. And if that's the case, I hope that Riverboat Ronnie has enough uh, um, self-knowledge to know which bucket he falls into. I really think we've got to be looking at an addiction thing here. But Riverboat Ronnie, if you're if you're just a crazy person and you're wired that way, I would say party on. I mean, because because if you're wired that way, I don't think you can get out of it. Plumber says, maybe hit the streets with a sign and get paid. I guarantee Ronnie's doing that already. Guarantee. <laughs> Take your 300 by a van and move in down by the river, says Otanon. That's a good one. I don't know. I think I, I feel bad for Ronnie. I think uh I think that's a horrible, that's a horrible way to go. Or way to live, you know? And I mean, it's not safe. It's not fun. It's probably a little bit exciting sometimes, but mostly it's got to be demeaning and depressing, right? If you don't have your own place, your own job, your own money. <clears throat> Plumber says, I once worked at this place where the old lady's son lived in a van in the driveway. I'm pretty sure he was a, a pedo. Ugh. Yeah, some people. You never know. Let's see uh, Let's see what else we got in the mailbag. Dear Tony, 
My mom butt-dialed me the other day while she was having lunch with a friend. I was going to hang up, but I couldn't make myself. Long story short, I listened in on their visit for almost a half hour, and I found out my dad is cheating on my mom and has been for almost a year. Obviously, my mom knows because I heard her talking about it. I'm so disappointed. I'm also shocked. My question is, should I confront one or both of them? I'm grown and out of the house for well over a decade, and so I've got enough life experience that I can handle it. I just feel like I need some answers. Thanks for any advice. This is from Kelly B. Well, that's a pretty fucked up letter. Um, that's weird. Now, I, I will say, any anyone that uh, that has aging parents right has maybe experienced this at least once i will say i've gotten from my mother i've gotten a butt dial at least one that i can remember where she clearly had no idea that she had called me and there it goes and i'm doing the whole mom 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 hello and then i can hear her talking to someone else i don't know that's happened to me but to sit there, you listen to this for like a half hour or something like that, that's not right. Um, and, and Georgie makes a great point here that I just lost. Where is it? Okay, Georgie says, if she knows, then it's none of your business. And I wholeheartedly agree. One thing I hear in this letter is uh, that Kelly B is... Maybe there's a little bit of immaturity. Please don't take that the wrong way, Kelly B. But what I'm saying is, you know, you're you're a grown adult. Your parents are grown adults. You're and and Georgie's point is 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 right on. Your mom knows, okay, so the cat's out of the bag. She's talking to a friend about it. So yeah. You don't, you don't, you aren't owed anything, okay? You're out of the house, you're an adult. Your parents are grown adults. Just be there for your mom. Keep it to yourself. Yeah, Plumber has a good point. It's like maybe you can't handle the answers that you want, you know? Lord knows, I mean, just, yeah. It's kind of none of your business. Let them, let them hash it out, says Plumber. Maybe your mom uh, have the old man uh, gave the old man a hall pass. <laughs> Maybe so. Oh. Oh, no. Georgie says, Punk Satani Phil says, Winter is here to stay. Whatever. Does that really work? Is there any... Is there any evidence that that works? It's got to be 50-50, right? Isn't it just a, a reason... Isn't that town just using that to market itself and, you know, sell, you know, corn dogs and elephant ears on uh, one morning a year? I don't know. Let's see what else we got. How are we doing on time? 748. <clears throat> Ooh, Plumber says the groundhog is wrong. It takes this Phil can go fuck himself. Yeah. I don't I'm not a winter person. I don't like winter. 
Um, okay, do I have another letter? Let's see. Hey, Tony, I can tell you are losing weight again. Oh, my God, twofer. That I must be because twice in one show. Now, Lord knows when this letter was written. Obviously, it wasn't written today. I can tell you are losing weight. Congrats, brother. What did you eat yesterday? I want to be like the big diesel. This is from Aaron J. Two for two, everybody. It's true. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the next Richard Simmons. Is, is there any question? <laughs> hey, when did my sweat into the oldies tapes come out? Anyway. Uh, what did I eat yesterday? Let's see. All right, so I was telling you guys yesterday, I had fasted for three days. So, see you, Tank. Have a great day, buddy. Drive safe. So yesterday I did I did eat, even though I was feeling great. I could have kept going. No problem. I did not feel hungry. This fasting thing is, it's amazing. It's weird. I never would have guessed you could do that. But anyway, um, what did I have yesterday? I tried a gluten-free pasta with a with a tomato sauce and meatballs that's what I had that's what I had for lunch oh and I had a little salmon I had a little salmon a little lox right um, a dear dear friend turned me on to lox and uh, I had I had some yesterday what else did I have I had a, uh, a, a cabbage salad, trying to get my roughage, and I had a New York strip steak, which I used something new. I did, uh, I got this horseradish sauce. It's, it's normally used for prime rib, but I thought, what the hell? I'm just gonna, I'll try it on my uh, New York strip. It was great. It, it really opened up the nostrils, if you know what I'm saying, right? Those, that horseradish stuff can really get you. Um, Robo says, how was that lentil pasta? I tried it, didn't like it. Yeah, so thank you for the reminder. That's right, I sent Robo a text. She is my, um, uh, Robo is like my gluten-free Sherpa, or my keto Sherpa. So I sent her the box. Robo, I'm with you. I did not enjoy it at all. Not at all. But I hadn't eaten in three days, so I was like, I, I, you know, I'm still gonna, still gonna eat it. Now I will say, I cooked it for too long. I just sort of, I'm so used to, you know, like seven or eight minutes or whatever for pasta, and I just sort of was heading in that direction. And then I happened to look at the box, and it said five to six minutes. I had already cooked it for eight, so so I probably overcooked it. Is that the reason that it was uh, like eating uh, uh, sawdust sticks? I'm not sure. Maybe I'll try. Uh, so I have another one that's like uh, based in like green peas or something like that. Peas. So yeah, uh, yeah, Robo and I have been talking about there's a recipe to make your own uh, gluten-free pasta. I'm super excited about that. I might have time to make it this weekend who knows who knows but uh 
Oh, here's a question. Plumber says, how do you not eat? I mean, how do you deal with the hungry feeling? My stomach will hurt really bad and I'll get a headache if I don't eat eventually. Yeah. Uh, plumber. All right, let's, let's talk about it. So it turns out, and if you think about, you know, like evolution or whatever, right? It kind of makes sense that we're designed to be able to withstand periods of no food. I mean, uh, this this whole era of, uh, you know, I'm just going to go to the Chick-fil-A, right? I'm a little hungry. This whole this whole idea that we're surrounded, you can't possibly starve in our society. You can't possibly do it. Um, see a lady drive safe, please. Would you let us know on the, uh, uh, all you people in snow on the pepperoni discord, let us know you're doing okay. All right. I'm a little concerned today. Anyway. Um, it turns out plumber, we're kind of designed to do it. It, I, I know it, it seems nonsensical, but my experience has been that feeling of, you know, gee, this sucks. It's just a temporary thing. And what's crazy is then your body shifts into this other thing where it's very comfortable. Like it's very comfortable. So on day three, uh, for me, I felt great. And then I was in day four and I was, I was really kind of trying to decide, do I, should I eat or should I not eat? But it was not based in like, oh, I'm starving. Like I could have kept going, no problem. So it's really weird how and a guy like me, plumber, see, now I don't know how many extra LBs you're carrying around, but a guy like me, it turns out I'm carrying my lunch with me at all times. I'm carrying a spare lunch and dinner and tomorrow's breakfast, lunch, and dinner and the next day's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm freaking carrying it on my person, right? And and this... And we are designed to, like, if I if I don't have food, my body just shifts into, all right, I'll, I'll burn all this fat, <clears throat> you know, that you've been carrying around for God knows how long. So if you can just, if you can sort of just trust it and just sort of sit through that, those initial feelings of like, oh my God, this sucks. Um... It is a breeze after, after that has been my experience. Um, Otanun says, uh, it can backfire on you because when you fast, your body will store fat as a defense. <clears throat> I actually don't think that's the case, uh, Ode. I, I used to think that. That seems to be like the, sort of the common wisdom. But if you think about it, no, because your, your body... When, when your body runs out of uh, glycogen, essentially, Robo could she can tell me nine thousand different ways when I'm wrong. But when it runs out of that stuff, it's going to burn fat. That's what it's there for. It's there for a rainy day. So why would your body then start to hold on to it? Um, you know, as a defense against hunger. That so. That's my experience. Or what it's worth. But it would be a fun experiment, I think. 
Urobo says, That's only if you keep screwing up the diet, Ode. Um, yeah, I, I do think in general, the other thing that's great about fasting is the when you come out of out of a fast, you've kind of retrained your your taste buds and everything for like healthy foods, even to be delicious. Like uh, my five day, uh, I've done a few five day fasts, and and uh, the way what I would eat afterwards is watermelon, and it was like the most delicious goddamn what it was like. Uh, it was like I was eating a Snickers bar on steroids. It was the most delicious thing, but that's just because my, it's like a reset button for your body. So I would say to anyone, a little fast, you're not gonna hurt yourself doing a little three-day fast. You're not gonna hurt anything. And it can be a fun little experiment. The longer, um, I might try another five-day fast one of these days, you know? But yeah, this resetting of the test taste buds and everything, that helps me eat healthy foods afterwards because that stuff uh, tastes delicious. You know what I mean? Salty says he's done the intermittent. What, uh, what, like what, 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 what pace, what, you know, what is that? Like one meal a day? What, what are you doing? Tell us more, Salty. I've tried that stuff too. Any self-respecting fat person has tried all this shit. <clears throat> Robo says, get rid of all the excess sugar and processed carbs, and you won't even be that hungry anymore. I mean... Bada-bing. Let's see, Salty says uh, it works. Low carb for only eight hours a day. Salty, does that mean you're doing like an eight-hour feeding window? Is that what they call it? You eat food for eight hours and then you fast for the the other 24 minus eight. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't do that math. 16 hours. That's like two meals a day. That's no problem. I've done a lot of one meal a day, OMAD. That feels pretty good too. But nothing feels better than like about day four of a water only fast. That's when I feel the absolute best. It's unbelievable. All right, let's try and fit another letter in here. I gotta, I gotta work down the pile. Let's see, let's see what I got. Mr. Tony, my spidey senses are beginning to tingle. I need your take on this. My girlfriend of three months is con is constantly on her phone. I mean constantly. She seems to think she has an accurate worldview by doing this. I disagree. I challenged her to read a book just to make a point. Turns out she won't do it. She will not read a book. Should I bail? This is from Jeff G. All right, so you've uh, been dating this girl not very long. And so you're still in the uh, getting to know you phase. Um, 
you know, so, and what's happening is you're seeing some red flags. Let's see if I can multitask and actually respond to a text here. Um... So you're seeing red flags, and it sounds to me, uh-oh, why, why am I out of focus? It sounds to me like uh, you're finding out that uh, may, maybe there's a gap in um, intellectual curiosity between you and your new girlfriend, right? So so I think, uh, I mean... You're just going to have to decide, okay, is this a trend? How, how, how be what, here's what I would say. Be on alert. If you're a person that, uh, I don't know, likes to read books or whatever, maybe think more deeply about stuff. It sounds like maybe, I don't know. What book did you make her read? I wish you had said, you know, cause maybe she just, what do you mean? Read any book? Do you want her to read a mystery? What do you, I don't understand. I challenged her to read a book just to make a point. She won't do it. She will not read a book. I don't know. Anyway, this uh, I'm, I'm kind of pe- pessimistic on this. I mean, if she's a person that's on her phone constantly and you see this as, as a problem and... Uh, Thank you, Robo Kitty. Robo says the lighting in the background looks really nice. I would like to show you how I do it in person. Anyway, Jeff G, just be on alert, okay? It it's kind of sounds like <clears throat> you're thinking maybe this isn't a good match, and I will say this. Don't hang on if you if you uh, don't waste your time or her time if you come to the conclusion that it's not a good match. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Plumber says I couldn't get the old lady to read a book. She reads all day for work. I'm not going to get rid of her for that. Fair enough, plumber. Fair enough. Yeah, this is kind of a weird letter. It's uh, it's hard. Not uh, not enough information. Let's see if I got another one here. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Hey, Tony, I just got back from a business trip in L.A. Have you ever been? What in the hell is going on with the homeless people in L.A.? Like, I was stunned at how many homeless people there are. I'm not kidding. I might have seen thousands. I know I saw hundreds. I've never seen anything like it. This is from Justin from Boston, Massachusetts. Thank you for your letter, Justin. And uh, yeah, I, and so have I ever been to L.A.? No. I've been to uh, Wine Country. They're nearby. I've been to uh, um, San Francisco, which is from a homeless standpoint, as far as I can tell, is an absolute shit show. I mean, those are some crazy homeless people there in, in Frisco. I mean, some of those people just never, the, the 60s never ended. It's weird. Then you have young people that are still living that like 60s lifestyle. I don't know. Um, but so, so Justin from Boston, Massachusetts, you know, keep in mind, I think one of the deals is a 
a lot of all municipalities have homeless people, right? It's a problem, but I think a lot of them do a good job at hiding those people, keeping them out of sight. Uh, they they have uh, you know a series of uh, uh, you know facilities where those people can stay, right? And they keep them out of sight. I'm sure in Boston that's that's what they're doing, and I think part of it is L.A. just doesn't have um, L.A. doesn't have they just don't do a good job of hiding it. <laughs> but I mean, it is, it's clearly a crazy skid row and everything is just nuts. The drug problem, what the hell are we going to do about the drug problem? It scares the shit out of me. Robo says, it's nice out all the time in Cali. Honestly, if New York was always 75 and sunny, I might live in a tent for six months and save 1500 bucks a month. <laughs> oh my God. Robo, I can sleep too in my bamblance. I'm sure of it. Um, let's see. Oh. Revolution87, welcome to the show. Great to see you. Says uh, homeless people in Chicago are going to be finding heat right about now. Yeah. Do they still do... What's that paper in Chicago? Now our two Chicagonites have already left. Uh... uh Revolution, where are you located? Are you in Chicago or are you somewhere else? Um, I'm trying to think of that. There's a paper that the homeless people sell in Chicago. It used to be. I actually used to volunteer for that paper. Um, I thought it was a great concept that you let you, the homeless people would, could sell the paper and keep the money. And it was a way of them uh, having a job. Robo says, yeah, live in a tent in the park for six months and save 10 grand. Why not? I can think of a couple reasons why not, Robo. Uh, one is uh, the constant robbery. Uh, another would be uh, just being surrounded by drugs all the time. I think that's got to be dicey. Um, showers, says Salty. You know, these are all considerations. Now, oh yeah, Tyler, says Georgie. Yeah, what are you going to, you going to keep Tyler in a tent? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it would be rough, Plumber. I think it would be rough. Now, van life, Robo Kitty, sign me up. I'm in. I'm in. As a matter of fact, yesterday I was, studying uh solar I'm, I'm, i have i need to get solar going on this spring i'm going to get solar going this spring for my bamboo it's going to be such a game changer and uh, i've run into a couple roadblocks i was once i have solar fucking a game on so van life robo kitty that's what i'm talking about mm-hmm i would charge you very little rent. Yeah, yeah. Robo says, we're talking hypotheticals. I mean, if I didn't have Tyler. Yeah. <clears throat> I get it. How we do? Holy shnikes. It's 808. Oh, my God. Well, time flies when you're having fun. Time flies. It's been an absolute, absolute pleasure to be with you guys. As always. I love you. I like you. 
Yeah, I got an 8.30 meeting. I can't miss it. Can't miss it. That's my big meeting, my big week, weekly meeting. <sighs> At least I'm not wearing camo today. There was a, I did, I did this show in camo and a cowboy hat a couple of weeks ago. And I almost did a Zoom meeting. I had forgot how I was dressed. I barely caught myself. That would have been hilarious. Yeah, is the Defender is the newspaper? Lady Letter Carrier still in the house. What are you listening on the road, dear? I thought you I thought you had taken off. The Defender? Does that sound right? I guess that sounds right. So great to have Plumber in the house again today. We missed you, buddy. It's great to see you back. Hop back on the Discord too, man. Let's go. Oh, you're at a red light, lady. <laughs> oh my God. If any of you guys gets in a wreck because of this silly show, I'm gonna feel horrible. Just horrible. Anyway, okay, 809. Listen, everybody, thank you for a wonderful time. I'll be on uh, Reddit again tomorrow morning. And uh, until we meet again, I just want to remind you, you're good people. You mean a lot to me. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Please tell somebody about the show. Let's grow this bitch. <laughs> and uh, I love you. I like you. You mean everything to me. I really appreciate it. I'm going to see you tomorrow morning. And, and until we meet again, I want to remind you, don't take any shit from anybody. I love you. Goodbye.